All right, it is Thursday, May 11th, 2023, on our prayer list. Uh, Mike Burton from Continued Blessings and Healing. He had a quadruple bypass. Greg Canode, my brother-in-law, he's had a heart bypass too. And he is also on the mend. Uh, a fellow, Ryan Mosher, um, one of our pod- Bankstill podcast listeners from Alberta, Canada, for his family. Uh, what's going on up there, I'll talk about in a minute. Our border situation down south. Our prayer team members, a lot of folks watch our Facebook page, see this prayer list, and they join in prayer for us and for these causes. Uh, Marcos, salvation for his son. Chuck Knip, and for Chuck's dad, Randolph, too. John and Ruby and Vassie and Linda. Put Randolph. Um, blessings for all of them. They're also watching our feed and uh, listening to the podcast, of the Bible study podcast. We're getting about 200 downloads. I don't know where they come from a month, you know, for this, what we're doing right here. Um, our children and our grandchildren for Marta and Charles if I forgot to mention wisdom for us all in these times Bob's children Stephanie and Mike for salvation and his other family members that need salvation prayer for our economy and our country's leaders for Rex Eric for John Park for Ted Ray and Bob, Selma and President Trump and Patriots and unsafe family members. I couldn't get Selma's last name there. Parton. Parton? Mm-hmm. Like Dolly, but with an I. Yep. yep. So Dolly's come out with a rock album now called mm-hmm. Rockstar. Oh, really? Rob Halford sings on one of the songs with her. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> The front man for Judas Priest. <laughs> Great guy, he really is. Uh, Ray, pray for our nation. So-called leaders, yep. Answer a prayer request in this list. Protection for all Christians. Let's join hands, as Mr. Rabel. I don't think I can reach you, Ray. We'll just... The Holy Spirit's right there. Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this meeting. We thank you for... the the folks that are here, uh, we, we pray that those that like to join us and haven't been able to could return soon. Give us wisdom tonight as we study your word, beginning in Deuteronomy chapter 28. May we be taught by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Deuteronomy 28. <clears throat> beginning of the chapter and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high 
above all nations of the earth. This once happened for our nation, didn't it? Founded on biblical principles, founded by Bible-believing, God-fearing, Jesus-loving Christians. Verse 2, And all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kin, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be (coughs) smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou set all that thou settest thine hand unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee the Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee if, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. <clears throat> That's a good place to be, isn't it? And what's the condition there to have all those blessings, to have offspring, to have good uh, production in your uh, livestock, to have good agriculture uh, production, crops, rain to come when it needs to come, your enemies to flee from you in seven directions. If they arrive as one, they flee seven ways. They may, they're afraid of you. Your enemies and even other people are afraid of you because they see that God's blessing is on you if you do what? 
He mentioned it a few times. Keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. And you know the strange thing? They hadn't given them yet. That's true. But he did in the chapter before. He gave a list of things you couldn't do, shouldn't do. Well, this is this is his law. These are his words that he has given to all mankind. Look what happens beginning in verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Before we read these, this is true for a people group. This is true for a nation. It is also true for the individual. Throughout Scripture, if God has a tenet that He applies to a nation, then it applies to the person, to the individual. So if you're this person who would not hearken unto the voice of the Lord, well, verse 16, Cursed thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kin and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do. Until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings. The Lord shall make the pestilence, that's diseases, cleave unto thee. Until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it, the Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. In thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust, from heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. <coughs> the same allergies Chase has got. <coughs> I was sneezing over every day while I was at work. 25. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. You know, when um, the Hebrew kings and leaders lost God's favor for some reason, that's what happened. You know, the routing that uh, Joshua's forces got at the Battle of Ai happened, and he had the wisdom to know um, why that was. Uh, I, I mean, he got the word that one of them had taken plunder from battle and hidden it. 
in his tent. That brought trouble to the entire group of people. One person can cause problems for the entire group. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Uh, Paul wrote in his, one of his letters. Wasn't that Aiken? Yes. He was the one that kept that plunder hidden under his tent. His whole family knew about that too. Yeah, and it caused other men to die. When they went out with a small force in battle, uh, they were routed and they died. They didn't have anything to do with the sin of Achan. But God's eyes are on every person. Whether you belong to Him or whether you don't in your number of days. Verse 26. And thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth. And no man shall fray them away. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with the emeralds, which we believe are hemorrhoids, and with the scab and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. Skin diseases. This happened to Job when he was under God's judgment. Verse 28. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Do we see any madness out here today? Verse 29, And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed always, so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees, and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there shalt thou serve other gods. 
wood and stone. This goes on. I wanted to talk about some other things and read some other scriptures. But let's note verse 49 here of Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Look at Isaiah chapter 28. You see this in um, verse 11. And he's talking again about disobedience. Your people are being disobedient. You follow after other gods. You follow after idols. And, you know, how do we do that in this day and age? American Idol on the TV. Uh, We idolize uh, sports players basketball, football. We have idols. We aren't to do that. We aren't to have idols. Verse 11 of Isaiah 28 says, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. And he means that he is going to send in foreigners. To overrun your land. That God will do this when you have a disobedient nation. I think at this point in America, it's time to batten down our own hatches and simply realize that God has given us over. That doesn't mean the church, that means as a nation, we've gone mad. Look what the so-called Biden administration, we call him Chairman Biden because he most certainly did not win the election. But God let that happen. Look what he has done. Or whatever, whoever is handling Chairman Biden's puppet strings has done with the uh, Sam Brenton freak. Some people, when you tell them about this character, they think you're lying. This is a so-called transgender. And he's finally got fired for stealing luggage, stealing women's suitcases in the airport twice. He was supposedly the minister of nuclear waste coming into the White House dressed up like a floozy hooker. But he's a man with his head shaved. Sam Brenton, look this up. It was real. He did this. Somebody put him in that position. Look at the so-called Rachel Levine. This man who thinks he's a woman. And um, he has been put in the uniform of of an admiral. We're being mocked. You know, as Alex Jones, and I used to think he was totally off the rails, but the more uh, things unfold, 
the more it seems evident that he was spot on about so many things. He also believes that Michelle Obama is a man, not a woman. No one has yet been able to produce a picture of Michelle Obama pregnant with either one of those presumed children. The Obamas were at a um, Bruce Springsteen concert in London, and Michelle gets up on stage and sings some, and then it shows them leaving. Barack and Michelle leaving. Michelle has on these, I don't want to say she because I think Jones is right, I think it's a guy, has on these white pants, relatively tight breeches, and you can look right there. That is not how a woman looks in pants. And there are dozens, if not hundreds, of pictures showing this. A fellow named Larry Sinclair came out early on when Obama was running for president and said he's gay because I was his lover. When he was a city councilman in Chicago, um, I guess that guy's dead now. <laughs> Hadn't heard anything out of him. But he had very credible accounts. This is not what God wants for a nation after his own heart, obviously. Just as soon as you think something is too incredible to actually be true, you find out that it is. <clears throat> we are that fallen nation in Isaiah or in Deuteronomy 28. That's us. 1 Corinthians 14. <clears throat> now Paul's quoting this scripture and <clears throat> he's talking about tongues, but he quotes this scripture here um, that we just read. Verse 21 says, in the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. When he sends in the foreigners to get your attention, to make you wonder what is happening to our national boundaries, he would expect you to Go, oh my goodness, what can we do to make this right? But people don't listen. And America is certainly not listening. I don't know how bad it's going to get at our southern border, but there's getting ready to be a massive clash there. Did you see it on the news? Nope. Because either, like me, you've stopped watching the news because it's too depressing or you can't believe it. That's the main reason I don't watch it. But I'm, certainly the mainstream media and the big three networks are not going to report this. When Elon Musk got a hold of Twitter, that's, that was a game changer. The drone footage of these hordes coming at our border... Is stunning. They think that late tonight or sometime tomorrow, 150,000 of them are going to charge at the border. What will be done? I don't know. Texas has set out National Guard. I found that today. 
they have taken other measures. They haven't said that they're uh, asking citizens to fight them, but it's been implied. Now, are all these people bad? I'm sure they're not. I'm sure they're not all bad. But are there some bad apples? You bet. There will be some bad ones, some terrorist-minded individuals. A nation that doesn't have borders can't be a nation. What if you had to lay down to sleep at night in your home with no roof and no walls? You're just laying wide out in the open. So my prayer is going to be that for the those that will be in these groups of people who do get through, those who belong to God, that God will embolden them in the gospel and embolden them to reach out to a nation that's mostly dead in their sin. See, one thing about the Latino people is they're a whole lot more spirit-filled than we are. They, there are not a lot of atheists in those countries. Mostly Catholic. Yeah, they're, they're raised Catholic. They really do believe in God and they revere Jesus Christ. My prayer is going to be that the ones that God wants to get through for the purpose of evangelism will get through. There was a huge firefight between the Mexican army and the cartels there yesterday. Did anybody see anything about that? Or was it the day before? Full auto <clears throat> weapons. It looks like the Mexican military prevailed. The vehicles they were showing that were shot up with bodies in them were not military vehicles. Well, see, we had a load of stuff for work. Yeah. It didn't make it across the border Saturday because of mm. a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. <clears throat> it's getting tense. But as you watch this, as you consider it, we have to consider that this could be God's judgment. As much as we don't like it. Now, would you like it? No, of course not. Whoever likes being chastened. But back to the national paradigm versus your family and your person paradigm. You can be safe, just like Daniel was in Nebuchadnezzar's uh, Babylon. God let Babylon take over with the stuttering lips, the stammering tongue. They couldn't understand them. But they took over. Nebuchadnezzar took control. And many in Israel were taken prisoner into Babylon. But Daniel was kept safe. I believe he prospered, in fact. He was given plenty of time to, to consider and to pray and to write. King Nebuchadnezzar ends up coming to the Lord by the things that he considered after his conversations with Daniel and after he was chastened by God and made to eat grass in the field for seven years like a cow. He turns and repents and honestly gives my favorite exaltation of God in the whole Bible. Daniel chapter 4.
he starts that out. I don't read the whole thing. The first verse, he introduces himself at the beginning of the chapter. It's interesting to me how many Christians and even some presumed Bible scholars don't realize who wrote Daniel chapter 4. When he clearly identifies himself at the beginning, it's just strange that they don't think that. They think of Nebuchadnezzar, oh, he was a bad guy. He was. And if you got saved later in life, you certainly were, were bad prior to it. Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. This Babylonian king introduces this short letter, which is Daniel chapter 4. He introduces it by saying, this is me, this is who I am, and, and I'm sending this out to all people and all nations and languages and people that dwell on the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. And he tells you about some things that happened in his life, which we won't read the whole chapter. You can do that on your time. <clears throat> he goes through a lot of things. Ends up in that situation where he's like, he's like a cow eating grass in the field for seven years. Because of disobedience, this has happened upon him. Because he didn't reach out to God. And he went through hell on earth. Verse 34. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? That cracks me up. <laughs> say to God, What are you doing? Verse 36. At the same time, my reason returned unto me. He had gone crazy. He had gone mad. Madness was one of the judgments we read about in Deuteronomy 28 for disobedience, right? But he says, My reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Listen to this verse. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven, all whose works are truth and His ways, judgment, and those that walk in pride, He is able to abase. There's one final half a verse. He says, ask me how I know. That's not really there, but He's able to abase those that walk in pride. Pride. Next month we'll be peppered with gay pride parades. Now there's, I think the majority of people who live a gay lifestyle wouldn't even think of attending one of those, they're really satanic looking things. 
and you've got your so-called drag queens out there. You just know when you see it, it's out of hell. It's straight out of hell. God hates pride. He hates it. Proverbs 6. six. Good call. Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 16. These six things. This is Proverbs 6, verse 16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. That takes pride to give a proud look, doesn't it? A lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. Hmm. So we don't need to be prideful, do we? We don't need to be prideful. If you want to live your life in the way that you want to, that's fine. But read in the Bible and find out, are there going to be consequences for doing this? You know, I had correspondence with a fellow. I'd assumed he was gay for years. He said, I, everybody thinks that. I'm not gay. I just don't have any kind of desire in one way or the other. And um, I found that interesting. And <clears throat> can two men who are very, very close and good friends enjoy each other's company so much that they can stay together under the same roof, spend time, days together, when do they become homosexual? Well, the sex act. That's when it would become homosexual. You know, a lot of uh, men live with their wives, and there's really never anything other than platonic um, love. They Maybe they're up in years, or maybe for one reason or another, one of them or both of them can't have relations, or maybe they just both decided not to. If this is two men or if this is two women, um, and they're not doing anything as far as the flesh, I think that, I'm just saying, they could, it could be argued that they are not in violation. You have to actually lust and do certain acts after, of course, lusting. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 15, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? 
Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. This refers to the man coming together with the woman to have children. Verse 17, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. So, the homosexuals are part of that, but so are sins that we all commit. Verse 9 of that same chapter, 1 Corinthians 6. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now your NIV says homosexual there. That is what the Greek said in that one place. um, Effeminate, nor effeminate. Now that refers to homosexuality. I mean, if you're a woman, of course you do want to be a feminine. Nor abusers of themselves and mankind. Look at verse 11. As such were some of you. Such were some of you. But you are washed. You are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me. But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. <clears throat> what he's saying there is you're not under the law anymore. You can break whichever of God's laws you wish. And you're still saved. Because it's not about what you did or didn't do. It's about what Jesus Christ did. So some of these were homosexuals. What about fornicators? That's people sleeping with someone that they're not married to. The adulterer is the one that is married and cheats. The fornicator, they're neither one married, but they just get together. They're not to do that. Or be gay or abuse yourself with, <laughs> with mankind. I don't know what all fits under that heading. Nor thieves. Nor covetous, covet things, nor drunkards, are you an alcoholic? That's curable. All these things are curable. Revilers, people stirring up trouble. I sometimes stumble into that. I'm trying to repent. Nor extortioners. (laughs) We shut down with word of mouth, it turns out. You shut it down. Well, virtually. They, Facebook told them they could only 
they nobody could comment that admin didn't approve until May the 14th. And the one lady said it's because of uh, hate speech going outside community standards of Facebook. So I can't comment on something right now? You can comment, but you can't make a post unless they approve it. But that Oh, to be approved. Yeah, that's it, not shutting it down. No, not really. Um, and I'm, you know, and I apologize. That just makes it a private group, which it is. It used to be public. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, I this is my thought. There's an old fable about the emperor's new clothes, and he's deceived by this uh, tailor who says, I have this amazing invisible thread, and I can sew you the most beautiful suit from it. It was nothing, it was invisible. And the emperor goes out stark naked. Everybody laughs and points at now. After a bit, everybody first of, at first is afraid to say anything. Everybody's just going along with it. Everybody's just going along with the narrative here. And finally, a little boy says, "I don't see any new clothes. He's naked." And then somebody else said, well, now that you mention it, that's kind of what I was seeing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he's got any clothes on. It took someone to say something. Um, we do not want to see this transgender agenda normalized, celebrated, God forbid. And what happened to Anheuser-Busch does give me hope. Because I think this isn't just in America that they're getting their heads handed to them. It's global. People have gotten tired of it. Real men love real women. Real men don't want to have anything to do with a so-called transgender. What this thing has done, it has... It's been a smack in the face to real women. Their their sports, that Leah Thomas character, fully intact, says he's a woman, gets out there and beats the girls easily. He's a foot taller than any of them. His arms are yay longer. So he gets the trophy. The young lady, Riley Gaines, is the one that earned that trophy. She actually tied with him, to her credit. But these people gave him, that gave, quote-unquote, Leah Thomas the trophy and said, we'll get you a duplicate and ship it to you. She is irate beside herself, though, as she should be. As many people are, when will it end? Where will it end? Who will stand up and say, that's not a woman? Even the, even if he were emasculated, which he isn't, and she gave a, um, Riley Gaines gave an account, he'd walk right in the women's locker room and just drop everything off, and there he there he is, there it is. This is wrong. Someone needs to start saying that. That's why I spoke out, and I mostly just was sharing Babylon B stuff which is always funny. It's hilarious. They don't like that. Liberals don't like that. They want you to either 
go along with them and celebrate psychosis, or if you can't do that, to just sit down and shut up because you're a bigot. You're a bigot. A MMA fighter, trans woman, breaks the skull of the other lady, of the, the real, the only woman that was in the ring with this character. He broke her skull. If that girl had been my daughter, I would have found that man and I would have shot and killed him and paid the, paid the price. This has got to stop. And you know what? These women were not told that this guy, this is a trans. They weren't told that. How twisted does one's mind have to be for you to think that that's okay? Oh, sure. You know, celebrate it all. Not celebrating mental illness. You treat mental illness. You don't celebrate it. What's that got to do with the Bible? This is what guides us through life. If you find in the Old Testament it's an abomination to God for a man to put on a woman's clothes or for a woman to put on a man's clothes. It's an abomination. Can we just sit there and not say anything? Shouldn't someone say something? Shouldn't someone speak out? How far does it go? Psalm 119. It's been said that this is right dead center in Scripture. Between the first word of Genesis and the last word of Revelation... Psalm 119 verse 89 is reportedly the verse that's right in the middle. Maybe that's true. That verse says, Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. Thy Word. God's written Word. Written Word? Yes. Because how many times did Jesus say, It is written. He rebuked Satan by saying, It is written. Well, has God somehow changed? Go to Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, I think it is. Malachi. And it's uh, verse, it's, 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 it's chapter 3 and verse 6. And I want to juxtapose that to a verse in Hebrews. Malachi 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Did God change His mind about this stuff? About how He felt about cross-dressing and homosexual sex? Did He change His mind? Go to Hebrews 13. Because a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, you know, God, uh, this, this stuff was written so long ago. And then some of this was by Paul. The Apostle Paul was a misogynist and, and he was a bigot. 
Scripture is God-breathed. It's given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we're told in, uh, I think it's uh, 2 Timothy. Hebrews 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, same, yesterday and today and forever. And Jesus Christ is God. Now, Wales, I'll say, Jesus never said anything about what you're talking about. He didn't condemn transgenders. He didn't condemn homosexuals. And again, I want to draw a line there between the trans agenda and, and, and people that are gay. I know some folks that are gay, and they're very, very wonderful people. And we've probably all known some that were wonderful people, decent people. <coughs> I got my own crosses to bear. And, and my failures are just as likely to get me chastened by God as theirs are. But there's something satanic about the cross-dressing thing because what they really want to do is get out your kids, get out your children. This whole drag queen story hour, who could have imagined such a ludicrous thing? These men dress up like freakish-looking women and go into the library and read to kids and these these teachers. They don't even look like women. They look like clowns. They, I know. They look like well, something out of a circus. The reason they do that is because they can't look like women, so they have to exaggerate it. Mm-hmm. Look, I've never seen a drag queen that looks like a normal woman. Ever. Well, I saw a young man from here in town. Works at Walmart. Well, I don't know if he has a job anywhere, but Madeline wanted me to help her him out. He was very sick, and I guess had COVID, and needed Theraflu and chicken soup and garlic and Tylenol and Rendesimir. Yeah, I went and got it. Well, Forrest went in the store and got it. I took it to him three floors up on the apartment over. That's the most stair climbing I've done in years. Yeah, and you could have fooled me when he come to the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's definitely convincing. I think I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, they post in with word of mouth a lot. Actually. Yeah, well, I'm actually yeah. friends with him on, on my damn bank steel account. Yeah. Because after I took him that and he sent me a friend request, he'd yeah. be mad at me saying he, but <laughs> so people probably wonder, what are you doing friends with this guy? <laughs> you know, probably asking him the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But, you know, there is a difference between wanting to call out something that needs to be called out and, and then actually hating someone. I told him on word of mouth recently, I said, you're saying hate speech. I said, hate speech requires hate. I don't hate anybody. You know, when you hate someone, you can put a gun to their head and pull the trigger. I don't hate anybody. Well, I'll tell you what I do hate. I do hate corrupted morals and mockery of Christian principles taught to us by our Lord. I hate that. I hate celebrating lies. I hate 
seeing someone pretend to be something they're obviously not, and others going along with it like the emperor's no clothes, new clothes. I mean, I hate lies. The Bible says that Satan is the author of lies. The Bible says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. And you can lie to others and you can lie to yourself. It's all just lies. But we've, we're at a very, very important time in the history of this nation and for ourselves. We need to be Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, I guess it is. We need to be living in that, in, those, in that bracket. We don't need to be the ones that refuse to follow God's Word and refuse to do His commands. We don't need to be them people because they'll be destroyed. God protected His people when they were in Babylon. I feel like we're in Babylon here now. The stuff going on around us in this nation is unprecedented. <clears throat> Will these uh, illegal immigrants break on through and infiltrate our cities, our communities, get away with it? If God wants them to, you better believe they will get away with it. And it could be that that's what he's doing to get our attention, to turn us to him. And I said I was going to say a bit about something going on in Alberta, Canada. One of our, it's our Bank Steel podcast listeners. We're getting about 6,200 downloads a month now. Hopefully we'll be top 1% soon. Not that we need to be, but, you know. He uh, actually called me. He found my phone number on our website. And he's on the prayer list tonight, uh, Ryan Mosher family. They've set wildfires all over Alberta, Canada. Alberta has a provincial election at the end of this month. Alberta is the most conservative province in Canada. And you might say, well, what's Canada got to do with us? Pretty much everything, because it's the same globalist cabal that's doing this. It's the same playbook. It's the same people. So, yeah, pretty much everything. Tens of thousands of people have been displaced. They can't vote. They've been told to leave. The wildfire's coming. Leave. you got to evacuate. There's a little community called Fox Creek, Alberta. And Ryan doesn't live there, but he lives close. And I think he drives a truck, and he was talking to one of his buddies that drives a truck. His buddy called and said, can I get down, I think it's Route 43, past Fox Creek, or is it all shut off? And Ryan said, I'm not sure. I don't know. And he says, well, I'm going to try. So he goes. This is my understanding. He goes on, finds out, yeah, you can get through there. But there are all kinds of military, all kinds of police, RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, just teeming in that little town 
after they made everybody leave. And as he continued on south, he passed a bus load of people, like men, like a tour bus, probably held 50 or 60. Going that way, strangely, he passed seven different black, blacked out Suburbans. Seven. And some other things he mentioned. What are they going to do? Well, one thing they did up there one time, and I think it was 2014, they run a bunch of people out of their community and swarmed in there and took every gun and every round of ammunition out of every house and building they could find. They went through it all, stripped them all of their weapons. That's probably what's going on. It's already gone on in Fox Creek, Alberta right now. On Twitter this morning, someone posted a picture of a sea of Dodge Promaster cargo vans, those big vans like FedEx uses. There's between 250 and 300 of them parked at a big open lot in Tyler, Texas. Now the official story is all oh, the rental agency for those uh, vans, they, they just asked us if they could park them there. Bull. What, why? Why would that need to be done? That's never been done before. And come to find out, they did this up in Maryland, and that was noticed some months back. Big old field of these same kind of vehicles with passenger seats in them. Probably, I don't know, it could probably haul 20, 30 people, possibly. Hundreds of these things. What for? For what nefarious purpose? So they hold CCP around. Who knows? But uh, things are getting real in America. <clears throat> real and rowdy, I'm afraid. But uh, if we hide ourselves in Christ, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 91, a thousand will fall at your left side, ten thousand will fall at your right, but it will not come on you. Read and meditate on Psalm 91 and know that if you are clinging to Christ, you're, you're okay. You're going to be okay no matter what happens. He tried to call. The call didn't go through. It rang one time. That was his number. He was alive as of last week. I wish he'd just get an internet and write write some emails, you know. But he doesn't. So anyway, that's what we had tonight. I I, I think that we could ostensibly see some, you know, rough times. And you're not going to see this on your normal news channels. Right now, Twitter looks like the place to be to find out what's going on. I don't believe Elon Musk is part of the cabal. I think he's maybe deceived on some things. Trying to help Ukraine is a lost cause. They are not going to beat Vladimir Putin. The Russians, they just aren't in the business of losing, right? <laughs> They'll just throw anything and everything they got until they have what they want. But, um, yeah, so any money thrown toward Ukraine is, is, is just wasted. Really, you're probably just giving it to daggone Mitch McConnell and Pelosi and Schumer and some of the... Uh, Romney was over there. Um, corrupt politicians. 
getting their getting their hand in the till over there. You give a hundred million to some cause, and then they show up and take about eighty of it. It's wrong. Let's uh let's go ahead and close now. <laughs> Jerry, if you'll close us tonight. Father, we uh, thank you so much for all the pleasures that we have at your hand. We thank you, Lord, that you preserved us, brought us here, and that we can gather around and look at your word and marvel at how you deal with us throughout history. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you've opened this home up, and I pray blessings upon Daniel and Chris and Forrest for all they work for to uh, make this possible, and, and how nice it is and to sit around with the brothers and sisters in Christ yes. and, and rejoice in his word, your yes. word. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.